Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have awesome news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as your continued source for all sports wagering info. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. And hey, basketball has been back and remains your number one source for all your basketball betting needs this season, as well as tennis, boxing, even golf, MMA, NFL, MLB, and everything in between. Hey, bet all your favorite sports and events like those I mentioned. And of course, here's a huge offer for you. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's right, 100% welcome bonus. You have to be kidding, right? Oh my goodness. Betonline.ag, go there, use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards, B-L-E-A-V. It's BetOnline, where the game starts. Did you know that my hot tub came from global leaders in the hot tub industry and their hot tub did not? That's a fact. Look it up. Did you know that my hot tub was built in the United States with the highest standard of quality control? Yeah, their hot tub is out of control. Did you know that my hot tub has factory direct pricing, comes with customer service support seven days a week, has an extensive warranty, and offers free shipping to your home, and came with an incredible financing plan? Yep, you guessed it. Sorry, their hot tubs simply don't. When it comes time for you to choose the right hot tub for you and your family, remember, there's my hot tub and there's their hot tub. Smart shoppers choose my hot tub every time. MyHotTub.com. Experience the difference in person and visit their showroom in Destiny, USA, or visit them online at MyHotTub.com. Why go with their hot tub when you can go with my hot tub? MyHotTub.com. It's always ice cream season in Central New York, and the locally owned and operated Carvel in North Syracuse welcomes you to come in and grab their pumpkin cakes, along with a four-pack of Little Screamers. Carvel is open seven days a week, Brewerton Road, North Syracuse, America's favorite since 1934, and now offering pumpkin spice soft serve to go along with pumpkin cakes and those four packs of Screamers. Happy Halloween! The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, and rate and review this podcast where you get pods on your smartphone device. And of course, we are brought to you by our great friends over at Brewerton Ace Hardware, Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, Bowers and Company CPAs, and Ken's Auto Detailing, man. If you're in and around Central New York, Route 11 and Cicero, get your car detailed, your truck, whatever the case may be, get that chrome coating for the upcoming winter season at Ken's Auto Detailing, the official detail house of the ML Sports Platter. And I do want to throw a quick tip of the cap thank you as well out there to Camillus Golf Club and friends of the ML Sports Platter, including the Alonzo family, Daryl Abert, Bob Lindsley, and the Swan and Whitaker families here On the platform. All right, let's get right to it, man. Week eight in the NFL is in the books. And let's go all the way back to last Thursday and recap the entire week. And, um, you know, this was, you know, I've said it a bunch of times. It is so hard, so hard to, um, you know, pick these games because the NFC is right now, it's just a, a muddy disaster. 
Um, I think the AFC, the West has been disappointing. And, you know, you have the top heaviness of the AFC where most feel like it's Buffalo and Kansas City and everybody else. Um, I think the gap's a little bit closer than people think because I still think Miami's pretty good. Um, I think Baltimore, we're still going to see their best football here shortly. Okay. And, you know, we're, we're waiting here on Tennessee. Tennessee showing, showing that toughness again. Um, do I think the Chiefs and Bills are the two best teams? Of course. But I don't think it's like just those two and everybody else. I mean, I think there's, you know, some pretty solid teams in the AFC. The AFC West obviously has, has been uh, really, really bad, you know, con- con- compared to what we thought, you know, going into this season. So let's go back to Thursday. Tom Brady really, really struggled. He looked the part of 45 years of age. I mean, this guy, his offensive line is bad. I understand that the defense is inconsistent. Um, you know, he had some drops. He did have a pretty good game, uh, you know, from Mike Evans. But this is a guy who threw it 44 times and had 26 completions. And he just struggled uh, a bunch. Uh, he's not as nimble in the in the pocket. Um, this Buccaneers team was at home. They had the lead at the half, and then they just completely collapsed in the third quarter. They gave up 14 points and then 10 more in the fourth. Scored 12 in the fourth, tried to fight it out, but um, this game was never really, in my opinion, once they gave away that, that third quarter and gave away the lead, it kind of you know tilted towards Baltimore. And Brady threw a lot of balls at receivers' feet. He threw um, you know just some really, really ill-timed passes. And, um, you know, Lamar Jackson... Uh, was uh, was 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 good enough, um, you know, uh, not just on the ground, but he was uh, really good through the air. He was efficient, no interceptions, uh, 238 yards on 27 to 38 passing for two touchdowns, and um, you know that was ultimately the the difference in the game. Another difference in the game was that the Buccaneers could not run the football. I mean, my goodness, Fournette, White, Brady, Jones total 44 yards. Meanwhile, Baltimore just drove it down the throats of the Bucks. I mean, you had Edwards and Drake and Lamar and uh, Duvernay and Hill. I mean, they all combined for 231 yards plus the offense from Lamar Jackson, which if you, uh, if you add up the, uh, the yardage there, 438, uh, well, I guess the team yardage was 222. Um, so we'll, we'll go with that number, uh, 430, 451, 453, you know, in total yards. So Baltimore was significantly the better team. Uh, I took Tampa in my pick'em. Uh, just because you just don't know who's going to show up when in, in these kind of games. I thought it was a total toss-up going into the game, but Baltimore shows their might. Uh, they move to 5-3, and three, the Buccaneers at 3-5. and five. I think Baltimore right now is the clear-cut favorite to win the AFC North. I picked them to win the AFC North You know, after Cincinnati losing on Monday night, and we'll get to that. Uh, it looks like it's Baltimore's world and, and, and you know to lose, you know that division to lose. Broncos beat the Jaguars 21-17, just two awful teams here. Um, you know, I, I don't really know what to make of it. I mean, it, 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 it I mean, it, it was a, an early game overseas. It was a game between two teams. Um, you know, Travis Etienne was probably the best Jaguar player in this game. I mean, he ran for over 150 yards and a touchdown, uh, but the Broncos aren't any good and the Jaguars are horrible too. And you know what? The Jaguars with that really early hot start, people started to think, okay, Titans are coming back a little bit. The Colts are coming back. Jaguars could win that division. Well, they're two and six now. Their season's over. I mean, that's where we're at. We're halfway through the season. They're not going to. Re- they're not going to recover from this. It's a two and six deal. Their defense, you know, continues to try and punch and 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 do as much as they can to stay in football games. But the offense just leaves so much to be desired. I mean, two interceptions by Trevor Lawrence is not going to help the the situation. But most people, most people would love 
the Jaguars' defense, right? I mean, Trayvon Walker had a half a sack. Uh, you had, uh, you know, Duwan Smoot was all over the place, a sack and a half. Key was great in this game. Um, you know, they, they have ballers. They've got Josh Allen. Uh, they have a lot of really good defensive players. But the question becomes, and my guy Andre Sisco from Syracuse continues to play uh, really, really well. But this Jacksonville team, their offense is just so bad. This was a brutal football game. This was an awful game uh, to watch, to cover. They're just two bad teams, and Jacksonville is falling really, really hard. I suppose if you're a Denver fan, you can look at it as, well, you just won a close game against another bad team. And when when are we going to right the ship here? When is Russell Wilson going to get his you-know-what together? And and when is you know Nathaniel Hackett going to be more than just a, 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 a terrible coach? Just a little bit more than terrible, you know? I don't know, but that was a bad one. That game was awful. Okay, Carolina is two and six. Their season's toast as well. You know they 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 would have had this game won, right? I mean they're driving down. PJ Walker throws an unbelievable dime to DJ Moore, ties the game at thirty four. He takes his helmet off. Unsportsmanlike conduct penalty goes back in yardage. They miss the longer extra point. Then it goes to overtime. Atlanta kicks the game winning field goal. I mean, just a, such a stupid loss. For the Carolina Panthers, they're in shambles anyway. I mean, they trade Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Matt Rule's, you know, see you later here. Um, you know, and 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 then uh, Robbie Anderson was traded as well. So you, you've got some unbelievable things going on in Carolina right now. Uh, they've sold they've sold the farm. Um, they've just absolutely positively, um, I don't know, man, fallen the hell apart. Really, I mean, when you think about it. Um, you know, and, and when you think about, when you think about the firing of Matt Rule, he'll be available, you know, now for college teams, I would expect, you know, I don't know, maybe an Auburn would go after him. Uh, I don't know. Somebody like that. Um, I think he'd be perfect for Nebraska, honestly. Um, but you know, you fire Rule, you trade McCaffrey. I, I know you got a boatload back. You trade Robbie Anderson. Uh, they still don't have a quarterback situation. I can't stand the defense. Carolina's a mess. You know, they really are. And, hey, don't look now. The Falcons at 4-4, four and four, you know, they got a shot at the division for sure. Cowboys um, crushed the Bears 49-29. to 29. Uh, The defense actually, stunningly enough, gave up the 29 points. I, I didn't think that they would give up more than, what did I pick? Chicago score, I think, 10 or 13 in this game, I think I picked. Um, you know, the, the defense, they, they still made plays. I mean, you know, Trayvon Diggs was Trayvon Diggs, and Van Der Esch was Van Der Esch, and, you know, uh, Micah Parsons, you know, it's just, he is just such a monster, man, every single week. I mean, it is like, holy cow. I mean, this guy is all over the field. He's such a menace. He's literally three players in one, um, you know, and when you think about the, the, uh, the, the offense, um, you know, it was humming. I mean, the Dallas offense was humming, um, it was, you know, Dak Prescott was efficient. He did have the one pick, but he was 21 of 27 for 250 yards and two touchdowns. Tony Pollard, 14 carries, 131 and three touchdowns. C.D. Lamb, Schultz, Gallup, Davis, all these guys got into it uh, in the box score. And I got to be honest, one guy I feel really bad for in Chicago, actually two guys, Justin Fields, who literally has been playing some pretty solid football this year, if you ask me, with zero help. His offensive line is awful. They just traded Roquan Smith, by the way, on the other side of the ball. And then David Montgomery. I mean, David Montgomery, he is just, he's so good. 
and he has no help around him. And he gets 15 carries. He averages three and a half yards, a carry behind a just an atrocious offensive line. The Bears are three and five, basically going nowhere, like always. Meanwhile, the Cowboys are six and two, four and one at home, a lot better than I thought. And they will challenge, it looks like, Philadelphia for the NFC East. I would still pick the Eagles, but uh, this is now a little bit more of an interesting storyline here. Dolphins, 31-27 winners over Detroit. Uh, was a slow start for the Miami Dolphins, but they got going. Uh, the Lions are awful. They'll probably get the number one or two pick in the draft. They're one and six on the year, uh, just not playing anywhere near the capability. I think a lot of us thought, uh, you know, an improving Dan Campbell team would play uh, this year. They are terrible uh, in, in every way, shape, and form. And you know what? I, the the three-headed monster of Tua Tagovailoa, uh, Raheem Moster, and Tyreek Hill. I mean, Tyreek Hill is the most dangerous player in football. He gets catches a three, four-yard pass, and he breaks it for 40. Um, you know, he can go to the house anytime you give it to him. Tua, he's getting rid of the ball, perfect timing, right? It's like a quick progression, not there. Next one, boom, throw it, and, and the blitzers can't get to him. Um, the offensive line I don't think is great, but it's been good enough. And in this system, uh, it's been very important for Miami, um, you know, to have Tua get rid of the ball. Tua, when he was at Alabama... His teams had unbelievable boundary receivers, right? And it was a timing offense where he threw the ball quickly. Uh, sometimes it was a lot longer than four or five yards, seven yards even, you know, than now. But uh, a lot of times it was some of that too, and then it was yards after the catch and all the rest. Uh, he would throw it deep, right, more probably than he is now, I would say, at Alabama. Um, but he's got he's got dudes, man. He's got Hill. He's got Waddle. He's got Kaseki. Miami is going to hang around, and I picked Miami to make a wild card spot, and I am not changing that now. Um, Jalen Waddle made an unbelievable over the shoulder catch for uh, you know his second TD uh, for the second TD of the first half, and um, you know this this Miami team is um, you know they've got just this offense is so explosive, and uh, Tua, you know you look at the numbers twenty nine to thirty six for three hundred eighty two yards and three touchdowns. I think Tua Tunga Viola and I think uh, Tyree Kill are both in the MVP conversation. I believe that. I think Josh Allen's up there. I think Jalen Hurts is up there right now. But halfway through the year, I think you have to dis- discuss those two guys. K.J. Osborne, how about it? Reeled in a TD with a defender literally on him in terms of shadowing. And, uh, look, the Vikings are a 6-1 team. They're 4-0 at home. Um, you know, that would be a brutal place to try and go play in the postseason if the Vikings get home field advantage. And, you know, I'm so sick of Arizona. I really am. I mean, they've got all this flash and all these style players. And DeAndre Hopkins had a killer game. And Kyler Murray threw for a bunch of yards and three touchdowns. But they just don't make the play in the fourth quarter, right? I mean, they just don't. Cliff Kingsbury's teams, they just don't do that. Um, terrible game managing. Um, you know, they, they can't get a key third down. Uh, I mean, you, you name the list of things that have happened to Arizona the last, you know, year plus. Um, you just get so tired of these guys, and they have players, they have speed. I mean, look at the defense. I've, I've mentioned it a million times, the amount of dudes they have on that defense with Buda Baker and Isaiah Simmons and all these guys. And the Arizona Cardinals are just, they're 3-5. and five. I mean, there's no reason for the amount of talent on this team to be 3-5. and five. You know, this head coach has got to go. Kyler Murray, I again, I thought at the time, I kind of backtracked on it. Now I'm kind of in the middle. I thought they had to pay him because they're certainly more significant uh you know, more relevant, I should say, with him than without him, then I kind of was like, well, wait a minute, can't somebody, I mean, is Ty, is Taylor Heineke better than him? I mean, is he more consistent? 
you know, and then Kyler goes off in a game like this against Minnesota, and they still lose. Um, you know, he did he did throw the two awful interceptions. You know, he's always good for those. He's always good for a really, really bad pick every game, if not two. And, you know, those yards and those three touchdowns mean nothing when you're giving the ball back, you know, half the time. So uh, the Cardinals are a joke, and they remain so. And I'm just really interested to see if this is a, a, a Vikings team that we're going to put our poker chips to the center of the table for come January. Because we know how this goes. We love Justin Jefferson. We love Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins in the fourth quarter, big stage. Again, haven't seen it. Ugly, ugly, ugly situation for the Raiders as well. Uh, a lot of people like them to make the playoffs or even win the division, like Rich Eisen said. Not happening. They're 0-4 on the road, 2-5 and overall. They lose in New Orleans 24 to nothing. They didn't even score, and it was the Alvin Kamara show. I mean, he wowed with three touchdowns. He had uh, some yards on the ground, some yards through the air. Um, he was a one-man wrecking crew. There's no doubt about it. 62 yards and 96 yards, respectively, on the ground and through the air. And New Orleans is just, uh, you know, kind of a, a tough team. I'm loving Andy Dalton more than certainly Jameis Winston. Um, you know, I think he's better tailored for that offense right now. And they're just allowing Andy Dalton to, you know, play the 25 to 30 attempt game and, and, and try to go win it with your best player in Kamara. And their defense is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, they are they are all over you every single second of the game. And oh, by the way, the Raiders added Devontae Adams. I just wanted to, 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 to make that abundantly clear again, right? They added Devontae Adams. <laughs> so it is mind-boggling that the Raiders could add Devontae Adams and be worse. A few more games to break down coming up. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Burn Dairy, Bowers & Company CPAs, Prestwick Golf, and Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. I'll break down the rest of Week 8 next. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. All right, back with you on the ML Sports Platter here uh, all over the major platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, and a heck of a lot more. Uh, let's break down the rest of these games uh, Patriots go into uh, uh, MetLife and beat the Jets, and you know this was one of those games that was. I mean, listen, there were a lot of there were a lot of toss ups in, in Pickham this week. Um, Patriots Jets was one of them. I thought you know Cincinnati on Monday night, you know against the Browns was Commanders Colts. There were a lot of games like this, and I thought, and I should have listened to my guy Tyler Dunn. Um, I thought New England had a real real chance here in this game because I, Zach Wilson just does not do it for me. He has three interceptions. I know he has wild arm talent. I know there's a lot there to be excited about if you're a Jet fan because the big-time throws he makes, you're like, holy cow, you know, this guy might be it for us. Um, you know, he's got a big-body, great route runner, uh, you know, target now in Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Uh, but the Jets just fall short so many times, and they turn the ball over. And, you know, Robert Sala got outcoached by Bill Belichick. Um, you know, the Patriots, I, I should have listened to Tyler and picked the Patriots in, in the pick them because the five and two jets were getting pub. You know how that is. 
you're in New York, you haven't really accomplished anything yet, people start putting you up on a pedestal, and then in come the Patriots, you know? In come the freaking New England Patriots with a lot less talent on offense than they've had in many recent years. Mac Jones, who is an average quarterback at best, right? I mean, come on. And and I do think that the defense is pretty solid. I mean, Devin McCourty, you know, they've got some some guys there, Jabril Peppers, um, you know, Matthew Judon's obviously one of the best players in the NFL. Uh, in fact, McCourty had two interceptions in this game um, off of Wilson, but he's just, Wilson's terrible, and the Jets also can't run the ball. Um, they, they, just, they just make so many errors. They're just not good, and I should have known better uh, taking them at home um, over New England. It, 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 something was going to hit, you know, a bump in the road, and New England happened to slow down the Jets. And uh, we'll see how the Jets uh, play here from now uh, to the end of the year because they've got Buffalo upcoming. And, uh, you know, that could get ugly. Um, I, I think that the Jets with, with Zach, I mean, they, they got to figure the Zach Wilson thing out. I, I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, they fall to 5-3. and three. The Patriots are now an even four, uh, 500 at 4-4. Four and four. The Eagles smoked the Steelers in the Battle of Pennsylvania. This really wasn't a battle at all. The game was pretty much over at halftime. Um, you know, Pittsburgh failed to get into the end zone in the second half. Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown. Stop me if you've heard that before. That trio is destroying opponents. Four touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. He's a, definitely in the MVP conversation. Many feel he right now is the leading candidate. Miles Sanders is just great. He can run in between the tackles. He can run on the outside. You know, they just made a big-time trade. Howie Roseman, such a great GM trading and, uh, you know, getting Robert Quinn. I mean, this defense, now you've got about four or five guys who can just absolutely come at you. And listen, to a championship team in the NFL, it's really made this way. Elite quarterback, guys who can rush the elite quarterback, right? Um, taking away the big play, right? And, and, and big-time coaching when it matters, right? And the Eagles check all those boxes. I mean, those are the main ingredients, you know, to win – a title. And the Eagles have checked the boxes across the board. They do. And they've got, I mean, listen, Jalen Hurts is not elite yet. So I guess maybe that box is like kind of checked with like a faded marker, but, but he's God, he's getting there, you know, and, and they were smart in the off season to get, you know, to get AJ Brown. They were smart. And boy, these weapons are, these weapons are doing it for him, man. I mean, AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith really hasn't even taken off this year. And the Eagles are humming, man. And they've got guys across the board who are going to get after you. I mean, get after you. You know, when you look at when you look at Fletcher Cox, when you look at Robert Quinn, right? When you look at Nicobe Dean, I mean, <laughs> when you look at Jordan Davis, the you know, Dean and Davis from, from Georgia, obviously last year, that historic single season defense. Uh Darius Slay, you know, taking the ball away. Um they've got they've got Josh Sweat. I mean, these guys are, I don't want to play Philadelphia, period. And you know how hard it's going to be to go into Lincoln Financial if they have home field? Uh, right now, I, I would say Philadelphia is the best team in the NFC, you know, and I would say that they're certainly one of the top two or three teams in the NFL. I mean, I think in any order right now, you know, Eagles, Bills, Chiefs, I, I think you could go in, in any direction with, with, with any order, really. Right now, I do. Um, you know, from there... Again, we got to wait and see on Minnesota. We got to wait and see on Dallas and all the rest. But th those are the top three, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Titans killed the – well, they killed the Texans in terms of the uh, the ground game and just the punishing style from Derrick Henry. I mean, it just 
ridiculous. Uh, Henry set the Titan franchise record for touchdowns. He had two in this game, a 200-yard rushing game, 219 to be exact. Um, just phenomenal stuff from Tennessee here. Uh, they have rebounded back from their awful start uh, this season. They're 5-2, and two, and they're getting that road warrior, warrior mentality. I know the Texans are awful. It'll be between them and the Lions probably for the first pick in the upcoming NFL draft. But, you know, the Titans, the toughness, Derrick Henry, Vrabel coaching, that seems to be the ingredient. Uh, that seems to be the recipe for success. Um, you know, again, they have problems at quarterback. You know, Tannehill uh, out, and uh, Malik Willis is in. And, uh, you know, he's not, he's just too raw. He had 55 yards through the air. But they grounded and pounded. They won with defense. They won with a backyard brawl. And, uh, hey, sometimes one week to the next, you just have to kind of get it done. The Commanders beat the Colts 17-16. to It's just utter collapse for Indianapolis at this point. 3-4-1. Uh, and one. They have a tie against the Texans. They're going absolutely nowhere. Uh, see, you know, they've got, obviously, Matt Ryan was benched. Um, you know, and in this game, I, I think Sam Ellinger probably showed that he is the right guy for the job over Matt Ryan. He seems to be a little bit more nimble and quick. He can get out of the pocket and throw. Um, but but he's by no means an overwhelming presence in there. And again, they continue to waste Michael Pittman Jr. I mean, this guy, I think I got into this last week. Michael Pittman Jr. is a terrific wide receiver. Seven receptions, 53 yards. You put him in with the Chiefs. You put him with Miami. You put him with the Bills. You put him with the Eagles. This guy's going to get 100-yard games left and right. And they're just wasting him. And the Colts, it's just blown opportunity after blown opportunity. They blow leads. Um, you know, they're just, they're just not a good football team. They're really, they really aren't. They're poorly coached and they fall to three, four and one. And the commanders are now 500 and don't look now, but the commanders with Taylor Heineke, I mean, you know, they're four and four here. They've got a stout defense. They've got playmakers and Heineke seems, they, they seem to really play for him. And so watch out. That could be a playoff team, especially in this NFC that looks like absolute dog crap. Um, 49ers beat the Rams again. I should have known better. I, I took a chance on the Rams. I was what a foolish uh, maneuver that was. Uh, but the 49ers win 31 to 14. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brandon Ayuk, and Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey was unbelievable. He rushes, catches, and passes for a touchdown in this game. Again, when he's healthy, Christian McCaffrey is a major difference maker. And in Kyle Shanahan's offense, he's going to get more looks than he could ever have dreamt about before. Um, San Fran, though, still only four and four on the year. I and mean, they still have a lot of work to do. They beat a divisional foe. I get that. But I got to see a lot more out of San Francisco. A lot of it comes from the quarterback position. I've loved their roster for a couple of years. I don't know how you can't love the roster on defense, uh, especially. I mean, when you look at the unbelievable players they have from Fred Warner, who had 12 tackles in this game, five were solo to Nick Bosa, who had another sack in this game, right? Um, Chavarius Ward, you know, they've got some dudes, man. And then on offense, as we know, they don't have an elite quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo gets it done, um, I would say, you know, 60 to 70% of the time. But the other 25, 30%, 35%, 40% just kind of seems, you know, he just makes a huge mistake somewhere, you know, or or an overthrow um, where, you know, other guys in the league, you know, the elite guys in the league don't make those mistakes, and, you know, I got to tell you, I mean, they've got some unbelievable, um, you know, weapons there. I mean, you've got Christian McCaffrey, you've got Brandon Ayuk, you know, you, you're, 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 you're throwing in there George Kittle. Um, I know Debo was out in this game, but, you know, get him back 100% and all the rest. 
you know, you start putting all those people together, great. But again, Jimmy G, is he going to be a guy who can make a difference? Is he going to make the key throw over and over again in the fourth quarter in the postseason? I mean, gosh, I love most of the roster here for them, but I just, Jimmy G is such an unknown, man. He really is. Uh, Seahawks beat the Giants 27 to 13. There was no question in my mind that the Seahawks were the best team in this football game. They also had a lot of bad mistakes. I mean, you think about Lockett, we had a horrible game. He fumbled in close. The Giants converted. Lockett dropped a touchdown pass. Um, you know, but the Seahawks defense was terrific. Um, they recovered a punt. They turned it into a TD. Geno Smith did his thing. Uh, they they slowed down Saquon Barkley. They won 27 to 13. And I gotta be honest, Pete Carroll is definitely a coach of the year candidate right now. I mean, who in the world had this team three and one at home, five and three overall? Not me. Not me after losing Russell Wilson. Mm-mm. No freaking way. I thought this was going to be a long year. I thought it'd be like a five or six win team. They already have five. They have a chance here, okay, at the playoffs. They may have a chance. I, I'm, I'm What I'm about to say should not surprise you at this point. They have a chance at the division. So here come the Seahawks. Bills beat the Packers 27-17. to 17. Um, th- This was like a three-score game most of, of, of the contest. Um... I don't, you know, really think I had a moment where I felt that the Bills were in trouble. They were up 24-7 at the half. Josh Allen had two errant interceptions in in the second half. Uh, One of them was, well, they were both bad, but the second one was just terrible where he was trying to, quote, dirt it. And you know what? Um, when, When you think about it, I don't care. It's a free pass for Josh Allen for me. Um, now listen, does he need to clean that up? Yes. You're going to get away with that in January against a good team, a, a really good team rather? No. Or a great team? No. Um, but how many times have we seen really since his rookie season him throw those kind of passes? I mean, it, it, it's been few and far between. He's usually great under the bright lights and the prime time and all the rest. He had an amazing first half. So you got to kind of pull, you know, take that with you. Um, the picks were bad, and again, you can't have those bad two picks against, I don't know, the Chiefs in Orchard Park if you have home field advantage with, with the Super Bowl appearance on, on the line. You can't have that. But Allen, you know, did enough. Uh, he, he he did his thing running the ball like he always does, um, you know, just loving the contact and loving, you know, the, 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 the absolute competitive nature of those who are going after him. Um, you know, he, he's a special talent, no question. And Green Bay in this game, I mean, they, they pretty much said we're not going to try to go win the game, right? I mean, Von Miller said it to the media after the game. Like, I asked Aaron Rodgers, like, how come you aren't throwing it more, you know? I mean, I understand that Romeo Dubs and, you know, Tanyan and some of these guys in the halfbacks coming out of the backfield aren't really going to cut it for you. But you're Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, I, I keep hearing about how people think he's a top five quarterback of all time and is top ten quarterback uh, easily and maybe a top three and he's the best arm talent some people have seen and some people think he's a, the best quarterback they've ever seen. But listen, I don't even have Aaron Rodgers in my top ten all time. And I know that some people might think that I'm crazy, but that's not really a knock on uh, Aaron Rodgers um, as much as it is, you know, just the amount of elite players we've had um in, in NFL history at that position, you know? I mean, when you when you think about the uh, the amount of quarterbacks in the NFL, um, I mean, you're talking Tom Brady, you're talking Joe Montana, right? You're talking John Elway, you're talking Brett Favre, you're talking Johnny Unitas, you're talking Bart Starr, you know, you're talking Otto Graham. And again, I, oh, it was 100 years ago. 
Yeah, but for the time, those players were incredibly dominant. I mean, Otto Graham doing the things that he did, you know, running it and throwing it. I mean, the ultimate pioneer. You had Dan Fouts, Fran Tarkenton, Dan Marino, all guys who haven't won a ring, right, who probably I would put ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Roger Staubach I would put ahead of Aaron Rodgers. And a lot of the reason I don't have Aaron Rodgers in my top 10 is simply based upon, and I put Big Ben ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I put Drew Brees ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Um, it's because of his awful, awful playoff pedigree the last, you know, several years. You know, Jim Kelly, you can make an argument for Jim Kelly. You can make an argument for Kurt Warner. You know, Kurt, Kurt Warner, you know, was better playoff player than Aaron Rodgers, for crying out loud. You know, I mean, goodness, you know, do you put a Terry Bradshaw even ahead of him? Do you put Russell Wilson ahead of him? I don't know. Do you put Troy Aikman ahead of him, a guy who has three wing uh, rings, you know? who was really good when the stakes were, were highest, I would put Favre ahead of him for sure, you know. But, I mean, I got I got a bunch of guys ahead of him, you know. And, you know, you can tell me all day long that the best quarterback you ever saw was, uh, you know, was 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 Aaron Rodgers. I, I would tell you, you're, you're crazy. And, oh, by the way, guess who I didn't mention yet somehow? Yeah, Peyton Manning. I mean, come on. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, John Elway, Brett Favre, Roger Staubach, Johnny Unitas, Otto Graham, you know, are all slam dunks for me, you know, to be ahead of, of Aaron Rodgers. And this guy just continues, you know, the excuses just keep going and going and going and going. And really, it's just getting old. Again, I put Big Ben and Drew Brees ahead of him as well. Um, you know, Big Ben and Drew Brees might not get in the top 10 either, you know, because it's just there's so many elite talents, elite guys. Um, but for some reason, the Bills, I, I guess the two alarming things for the Bills would be, number one, the, the Josh Allen picks in the second half, and then also, number two, it'd be the defense. I mean, did they not expect the Green Bay Packers to run the football here? I mean, really? Like, did they not expect that? Because I think you did, I did. Like, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, like, those were their two best weapons in this game. They ran for over 200 yards. But by doing that and by not throwing the ball, and trying to either come back in the game or when it got a little bit closer, you know, Mason Crosby ended up missing a 55-yarder, and that pretty much sealed the deal. You know, but if he makes that, they have an opportunity to kick an onside and, and still, you know, try to tie the game up, right? And so way before that, maybe it would have been better to throw the ball a little bit more. Um, maybe even, again, throw the ball a lot more to, you know, Aaron Jones um, and A.J. Dillon. I mean, four catches for Aaron Jones. He's a guy who can get out you know, in the, in the open field and make plays. So it was a puzzling game green, uh, for, from a Green Bay standpoint why they did that. But I'm, I'm tired of Aaron Rodgers. I'm tired of the excuses. I'm tired of his freaking contract. I'm tired of how he looks. I'm tired of his hair. I'm tired of the drama. I'm tired of him ripping teammates. I'm just over Aaron Rodgers. I'm tired of this guy. And, um, you know, anytime that Aaron Rodgers loses these days, and I hate saying that because I do like the Packers. I mean, they're a historic franchise. I've been to Lambeau. Um, you know, I love the fan base and all the rest. But Aaron Rodgers is just, I have Aaron Rodgers fatigue. I mean, this guy has just become so annoying. Finally, the Browns absolutely thumped the Cincinnati Bengals. And I was a split second away from taking the damn dog pound in my pick as well. And I didn't do it. And I'm so pissed that I didn't do it because this was a home game. It had it written all over 
that they were going to beat the Bengals because no Jamar Chase completely changes the offense. It just goes to show you how an elite quarterback can take a step back without his number one wide receiver, right? I mean, Burrow was still trying to do things, you know, and throw throw to the rest of his people, but it's just not the same. They just can't run the same offense. They can't move people around. They use Jamar Chase sometimes in the slot and mix and match. They couldn't do that. Um, you know, and, and let's face it. I mean, Cleveland has cornerstone franchise players. I've talked about it for years, man. Nick Chubb, and you look at Miles Garrett. I mean, these guys are beasts, of course, and they have Amari Cooper as well. And Jacoby Brissett played a pretty freaking good game, man, in this one. Uh, 17 of 22 for 278 yards and a touchdown. Pretty darn good. Pretty darn good for the Cleveland Browns. They're 3-5. and five. They needed that. They're back in it. Uh, Cincinnati is 4-4, four and four, and uh, it was just an ugly loss. They got physically beaten down in the trenches and everywhere else. Uh, the Chiefs and Chargers both had the week off. My game ball is going to go to, we're going to give it to Christian McCaffrey. He rushes, catches, and passes for a touchdown in L.A. against the Rams. Christian McCaffrey had 94 yards on the ground. He had he had uh, 55 yards through the air and, uh, you know, just had a great, great game and, and, and shows why San Francisco went after him. I am not sure if he's going to stay healthy, but for one week he was pretty darn good in that uniform and gives Kyle Shanahan another toy to use on a weekly basis. NFL Week 8 recap, boom, in the books here on the ML Sports Platter. Make sure you hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports, and of course, subscribe to my YouTube page, Mike L Sports. Thanks for listening. We are brought to you by our great friends at Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices, together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And I do want to throw a quick tip of the cap thank you out there as well to our associate sponsors, the Syracuse Fitness Store, Jam & Beats, Burton Ace Hardware, Carvel of North Syracuse, and your State Farm agent, Matt Graham. Get a free rate quote today from Matt. Life, home, auto, bank, health, and business, SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. It's always ice cream season in Central New York, and the locally owned and operated Carvel in North Syracuse welcomes you to come in and grab their pumpkin cakes, along with a four-pack of Little Screamers. Carvel is open seven days a week, Brewerton Road, North Syracuse, America's favorite since 1934, and now offering pumpkin spice soft serve to go along with pumpkin cakes and those four packs of Screamers. Happy Halloween! This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save